Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of My Favorite Conservative. I am Edward. And I am Andrea, but I am not conservative. You're not? No, but he is my favorite conservative. Oh, thank you. You want to tell the audience what happened? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> uh, forgot to unmute us, so we're going to have a really bad jump cut here into the uh, into yes. the. But we're going right into the episode so, right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll start over. Just We won't do our intro. Okay, let's start over with the topic. Edward, what's the topic today? Well, it's going to trigger a certain group of people, for sure. <laughs> okay, and uh, are you going to tell us? I, I will. Now that the audio is working? Yeah. Let yeah. us know, Richard, if it's working. <laughs> Thank you, Richard, out there in uh, New York land, I believe. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> it is, what's wrong with young, white, liberal women? Okay, except for the young part, you sort of described me. All right. Okay. All right. Where did this came from? Oh, Richard, you owe me big time. Yes, okay. we do. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yes, that would do, have Richard. been fun doing a whole show of miming. Yes, that would have been terrible. That That's happened once before. So, yes. so Well, I got the idea uh, for the show when I read an article uh, about a month ago by a writer named Freya India. Okay. She's a young British writer, writes mostly about female issues, and she is deeply concerned. She's a Gen Zer concerned about what is where her generation is headed okay and so and we will put a link to that in the show yeah. notes so thank you so much Freya so what is wrong with young white liberal women according to her well let's let's start with this truism oh boy conservatives think liberals <sighs> feel you, that is so trite it is so overused it's a truism it's not it is so that's where we're starting with okay so, keep going I'm going to let that one slide. It's just easier. Well, we 46% <laughs> of Gen Z women identify as liberal. That's up from 30% just 10 years ago. Okay. That's 28% of white Gen Z men identify as liberal. So, okay. All right. Well, let's, okay. Let's define Gen Z for our audience. I okay. think that's important because sociologists change these things all the time. Yeah, it used yeah. to be millennials were born between 1980 uh, in 2000. And anyone born in the 21st century was a Gen Zer. Now, those same sociologists have adjusted this and they define Gen Z as anyone born after 1996, which means technically your youngest would be a Gen Zer. That's true. But I don't think she is. Okay. All right. But anyway, so that gives you an idea of the, the age range we're dealing with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so definitely young people still, you know, 25 and below, if you will. But, okay. But what this... This, this new liberalism, it's its an offshoot of liberalism, and it's now basically wokeness and social justice. Which didn't exist when I was young. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And this group is absolutely obsessed with identity. Yeah. Whether it's your gender, whether it's your race, whatever aggrieved group you can be a part of, they want to be identified as such, or that's how they're going to identify you. Right. Yes. Okay. So they are also convinced that everything is socially constructed. There's no such thing as like biology or things like that. Oh, I know where you're going with Everything this. is a social construct, Including right? Including gender. Gen oh, especially gender. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's whatever, again, you feel. Remember that. Conservatives think. Oh, liberals boy. feel. Okay. Well, <laughs> in this case, that might be true. Um, what, what else? Well, they are actually very supportive of censorship and we've seen that for sure yeah yeah, but, yeah well, well yeah. let me back that they're they're supportive of censorship of 
other people, not, yes, not, not themselves. themselves right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, for me, this this goes back to their parents' days. You know, probably a generation after me, but the people that were raised with Oprah, the Oprahfication of America. You're talking about Gen Xers. Yeah. There you go. You're you're more into who who's whatever in generation. You're talking about my generation. Yeah. And, okay. and and the Oprahfication of our women where there's always, you know, my truth and my lived experience and instead of, you know, the truth. But the okay, is, wait, here's where um I disagree. And then Richard, we're gonna address your comment, which is very funny. Um I I think there I think there is my truth, right? I think there there is sort of everyone has their version, let's say, of an event. Let's say there was a car accident and multiple people were involved. Everybody involved is going to have their version of the event. There's not going to be two same exact versions. So I understand where this whole my truth and lived experience came from. Do I think it's gone too far? Of course I do. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Um, hold on. We've got some <laughs> comments here. Um, and this is just a funny one. And we love live participation. So thank you, everyone. So this is Richard. You guys have your colors reversed. This is true. Yes. Thank you for noticing. Yes. That's because he looks better in blue. I mean, look at those blue oh, eyes. I have blue eyes and she has red lipstick. And so I look better in go. red. So and yes, red but hair. that is true. Our <laughs> colors are reversed. Um, ooh, okay. This is an interesting one. Uh, let's see. Good morning, Andrea and Edward. What's wrong with liberal white women? Oh boy, that's a very loaded topic. Are you sure you can open that can of worms on a lovely Sunday morning? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, um, Ethan? He opened the can of worms. He actually wrote the show. So I, I put in my two cents, but this was his idea. And yeah, you're right. It's a loaded topic. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, do it. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Um, and we have some more comments uh, co that we will put in. Keep them coming. We'll put them in the show. We promise. Um, all right. So continue, Edward. Talk to us about liberal white, young, young liberal white women. Well, the you know, the problem with the whole oprification of their parents is they passed it on. And, and then, of course, those youngsters went even farther or further, which is what every generation does. They try to push the envelope even more. But sure. the problem is, is when you don't believe that there are actual truths out there, that, that something can actually be true and it's not just your truth or an opinion and there's right. two truths to everything. There's okay. not. You'll fall for everything. You'll If you don't believe in something you'll fall for anything. I forget who said that, whether it was Mark Twain or Ben Franklin, I don't know. But okay. So anyway, moving on in terms of where these women are. How has it impacted them? Well, their, their mental health is a huge issue with okay. these kids. 56% of liberal white women aged 18 to 29 okay. have been diagnosed with a mental health condition. That's scary. That's very scary. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, it, where does it start? You know, it starts in education, right? You've got women far outnumber men now at university. That's true. Right? Which, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. They, however, they tend to study more social service, social sciences, humanities. They're not necessarily that representative in the STEM we would programs. like to see more of that, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Absolutely. But and, the problem is, is, is those professors in those fields of right. social sciences and, and, and humanities are usually extremely liberal. Yeah. And that's where they're getting this from. And they're at such formidable ages where they soak it up like a sponge. And since they've 
learned that nothing is concrete, they'll fall for anything. Okay. So we have a great comment here. Um, uh, so uh, from Richard, Richard says, Ed, what's an example of a truth? Because you talked, <laughs> you talked about the, the truths that people believe in. What's an example? Uh, that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Oh, so biology. Yeah. Chromosomes. Chromosomes do help. Yes. Oh, yes. God. Okay. So this might be a case where we actually agree. Wow. We agree. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. You're either a man or a woman. Yeah. Um, and we actually had a whole episode about this uh, a while ago. But yeah, yeah it, it comes down to biology and chromosomes. Um, and let's see from Ethan again. I live in the very epicenter of that phenomenon. It is toxic. Approach with caution. Wear gloves even. Okay. So we will approach with caution because uh, Edward has a lot here. So it's not just education. What else are we seeing? Yeah. Well, there are natural personality differences also where- Between men and women. Yeah. I mean, cancel culture is seen as an indirect aggression, which is favored by females. Females- don't like to be necessarily as confrontational as men in general. In general. Now, obviously there are, uh, you know, exceptions. And, this explains a lot about why so many people have called me aggressive and a bitch over the years. Yes. Because I'm not afraid of confrontation. <laughs> that That's correct. That's correct. All right, keep going. That's correct. But yeah, on average, women are less risk averse than men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. They do have a trait of, of agreeableness, which is... So, so yes, and I think I do think women are more likely to likely to be people pleasers than the men, and I'm certainly a recovering people pleaser. But how does this connect to what's going on with these young women? Well, because of these traits that they will they'll they'll accept basically anything. They'll use the um, what's word I'm looking for. I don't know. You got to help me out here. But but they'll use, you know, whether social media or whatever to get their means, uh, to get their messages out, to get their cancel culture out, if you will, by doing it in less aggressive ways. And, and that's just their personalities. And the problem, especially with social media, is on average, women, liberal women spend at least five hours a day on social media and teens in this group, spend over eight hours every single that day on social so media. That is so scary to me that teenagers and, are spending that much time. And the and the, the scary part is is the these social media sites they know the algorithms. Oh, they, they program the absolutely. algorithms to go to your deepest fears that you're out there. So, you know what we were talking about before with the agreeableness trait. They, they're much more conformist, that sort of thing. When you get like an issue of say a a white young liberal woman types in that she's concerned about the environment right you know over time and she is bombarded by more and more and more more extreme algorithms that send stuff to her so by the end of the day she's now thinking the apocalypse is happening well so so let's give more concrete examples Mm -hmm. He calls me the play-by-play person. Please so um, so I remember the days, it's different now, but I remember the days when ads on Facebook would be on the sidebar. They wouldn't necessarily be in your feed. And I remember uh, right before I was getting married and I made a joke about it and I was a social media manager at the time and on my personal Facebook in my sidebar were ads for diamond rings, wine, and yoga. 
And, uh, and so yeah. it's, you know, you search one thing one time and if the right mechanisms are put in place, they never forget. So I'm going to out you a little bit. So Edward made a joke years ago, years ago, la ladies, he made a joke um, about how would I feel about getting married in Vegas? And to his surprise, I think I said, <laughs> hell yeah, let's get married in Vegas. We, we both have been in previous marriages had the big wedding we're older now we don't need that to me getting married in vegas by elvis would be fun you googled that one time <laughs> yeah one yeah. time several years ago many years ago and you still get ads oh yeah yeah so and that's one of the challenges here yeah the elvises are getting older yeah now, so I know I want young Elvis. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and so let's talk about how this is also leading to sympathy for oppressed groups that, that they really have no knowledge of. Well, yeah, again, going back to kind of the climate change apocalypse thing where, you know, say you type in that you have yeah. some sympathy, some whatever. Maybe with... you type in just the October 7th attacks, right? Yeah. You just want to learn more. Yeah. And, and you'll end up getting bombarded. And by the end of the day, you'll be agreeing with that Osama bin Laden was right. You know, yeah. the lips of TikTok, right? That was famous a few weeks ago, yeah, right? Was, that yeah. all of a sudden these kids are like, well, gosh, he had a point. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. And I, I do want to add just uh, before we move on to, to dating and marriage with social media, I think one of the, the worst ones, I know everybody blames X, formerly known as Twitter, for the toxicity. Um, but for teens, it's Tumblr. It's it Tumblr. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And okay. nobody really talks about that. So if you are a parent of a teen, you need to pay attention to their social media. You need to be monitoring it and you need to look at tum Tumblr. <laughs> Richard says, <laughs> we got to give Richard a do. Thanks for outing Ed. <laughs> uh, okay. And one more from, from, from Richard. Let's see. Um, Ed, he wants to see your red lipstick. <laughs> Yes, that's the that's a really weird episode there. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, that happens when I kiss you. Well, that's true. We just don't that's do true. that on the it's air. Transference. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and one more from Richard because he's here with us live. Boy. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, this is kind of interesting question. How about discussing the fact that ninety five percent of the people who use the words use the word censorship incorrectly? That's interesting. Okay, that's something I haven't thought about. Okay. Because to me, words actually mean what their definition is. Okay. Huh. Okay. So, Richard, if you could let us know more in the comments, we'll get to it. What do you mean by your question? How are people using word censorship incorrectly? So, all right. All right. So, let's talk about, again, these young, white, liberal women. What is going on in their personal lives? Not a whole lot. I know. Uh, so sad. It really, yeah. it's, yeah. I think it's like the, first time in history where the number of teens having sex is going down yeah well not I think in a good way like it's weird probably one of the misnamed phenomenon of all time is social media right that's true yeah it teaches you how to be less social you know you, it does. in terms of actual physical interaction or whatever but yeah un unfortunately you know what we have here where you can have a certain view and i have a different view we make it work yeah unfortunately these young people nowadays they refuse to date across the aisle. So let's um, let's talk about these young people's top red flags. Yeah, these, some these, some of the these red are flags. Fascinating. And, when I was reading some things, it's one is I won't date anybody if they listen to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, <laughs> guys, Joe Rogan's an independent like me, and he brings all kinds of people on his show. I mean, I'm not a fan of his personally, but 
yeah, okay, so that's red flag number one. What's another yeah, red flag? Well, another one's MAGA, which okay, that was a little more obvious. That, that, that was a little more a obvious, obvious than Joe one. Rogan. What's another one? If somebody has in their profile that all lives matter, eh, big no. Eh. Wait, you can't say all lives matter? No, it has to be Black Lives Matter. Oh, that's it. Well, actually, I don't believe all lives matter because pedophiles. Mm -mm, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm just so saying. You put an asterisk in there. Yeah. Yeah. Put mm, a footnote okay. there. So. Um, and and what a, else? of course, there are two genders. If you have that on your on your profile, you know, good luck getting a call from a young uh, liberal. I am starting to really sympathize with with young white women here because this is so <laughs> scary. If if these are your red flags, okay? I mean, I, I, I'm going to just jump in here and give you one of my red flags um, with my ex-husband that was there all along. It's one of the things that broke up our marriage. And to me, it has, and, and he was a conservative, a Republican as well. You have not, a type. Huh, I have a type, <laughs> but not a Christian. Um, okay. In fact, he was an atheist, so that was interesting. But he um, he did not understand me. He did not get my sense of humor. And I knew that very early in our, on in our relationship. And in fact, we broke up a couple of times and got back together. And to me, that's a big red flag. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Women have sense of humor? Are you serious? <laughs> okay. Do you want me to punch on. you right now? <laughs> my God, I will punch you live on the air. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. So, keep, so tell us what else is going well, on. Well, unfortunately, what this lack of dating or or shrinking the dating pool has is leading to is you know, marriage and birth rates are falling yeah. tremendously. And it says, in fact, 45% of women are predicted to be childless and unmarried by 2030. That's Gosh. a huge number. You know, and I want to say here, we know from your daughter, we won't say her name, but according to this new, this new standard, she's now considered a, a Gen Z instead of millennial. She's around the cusp there, but she has told you many times the challenges she's had dating. Oh yeah. 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 She says the men are just wimps out there and yeah. And, and you know, I understand men being a little gun shy nowadays because <laughs> there's a lot of minefields out there that, that they're trying to navigate. Okay. And uh, what else? Well, I mean, in terms of what used to be feminism, you yes. know, used to be women's rights and, and whatnot, but now, yes. It, it's actually turned into more of a self-pity is empowerment, right? Okay. Any, any, agree, any grievance that you have, anything that you think a group that's aggrieved is a part of, that's what they're now considering their feminism is. And it's so, not their fault. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there kidding. You go. Yeah. So you're saying, you're saying they're not taking any personal responsibility. They're not. They're, they're just, well, I guess, they're trying to claim that they're that whatever uh, you know grievance that they have is empowerment, oh. and it and it's not. It, it's just self pity. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I I left the the women's movement sort of unofficially, or at least I stopped supporting them. Uh, the National Organization of Women now, when they turned on Sarah Palin, that's when I was like, I'm out she's a woman and you're turning on her because you don't agree with her politics. So, and that was in 2008. Yeah. I think it actually kind of goes back a little bit earlier than that for me in terms of really understanding how the 
you know, National Organization of Women was more just about liberal women. When right. I, I didn't realize it, it was Monica Lewinsky. When, oh, yes. When yes. that happened and they rallied around Bill Clinton, you know, you couldn't have a bigger power struggle or, or power differential between president of the United States and intern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> so, right. I think I, I was a little too, yeah, I wasn't paying yeah, as so, much attention. But anyway, so I mean, basically progressives, they talk more about powerlessness than personal responsibility. It's not your fault. It's always the patriarchy, right? Yes. You know, it's like never, nothing is ever your fault, no matter what it is. It's always somebody else's fault. Okay, so we got some comments directly on this. This is a great one. All right, Ethan. Um, could it be that these ladies in question come from upper middle class environments and have nothing more serious to worry about than, say, trans women of color? You know, something to be said about that where, yeah, you know, especially you get these Northeastern, you know, they all go to what? Uh, Sarah Lawrence. Sarah Lawrence yeah. or Brown or whatever up there and... It's just an indoctrination. But, but it's also happening on the West Coast. Berkeley, yeah. it's happening in Stanford. Um, and oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ethan's point again, yeah. you never hear blue-collar women worry about it. Amen. Yeah, they've, Amen. they've got lives to lead and actually food on the table, that yes. sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah. And one more just because he says, Andrea, <laughs> I love you. I can make a long list of lives that don't matter too. <laughs> Amen, my friend. A freaking men, right? Um, all right, so before we get into the results of all this, you know, you know, woe is me um, with these young, white, probably middle to upper class women. Um, oh, let's clarify what Richard said about he said only the government can censor. So that goes back to what he said about censorship. He feels that people use the word censorship incorrectly. Uh, I, you know, I, I look at universities and whatnot. Is that government? I mean, even a private university can censor you. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And corporations, you know, I think they can pretty much censor you also, but. Well, I know. think, is it, is it censorship or are we now combining censorship with, um, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess what Richard's for? saying in the truest sense of the word that, yeah, government is the ultimate censor. Right. right. The others might be considered more uh, canceled policies or and cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that, Richard. All right. He's with you, Richard. Thank okay. You for shouting out. Yeah. So, so what are the results of, and there are so many um, of, of all these. Yeah. Things. Well, let's just look at where we're, yeah, where we are right now. Let's, let's start, you know, a very topical thing is girls sports. Oh, right? we're going to do a whole episode yeah. on girls sports, but just touch on it quickly. Well, I mean, when, when you, believe anything that comes down the pike and you believe that men can be women and women can be men look what it's done to girl sports it is, it is decimated destroying it yeah, yeah absolutely it's going to destroy the olympics if they don't get a handle on it yep and yeah i, I don't think we need to go much further we will everybody do understands that. look at the military yes. you know we our our enrollment uh, is down incredibly because nobody wants to be a part of this woke military anymore. Yeah. When you're celebrating your transness, you know, and, and doing ridiculous videos, that doesn't give people a lot of confidence if you're willing to fight. <laughs> no, really, it, it really doesn't. Yeah. All right. What else? Well, I mean, in, in an overall big general scheme of things, look at crime, right? Because, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got no judgment, no responsibility, right? They're being, the left is always afraid to judge people. 
you know, we make judgments every day. Everybody does. Yeah. And this yeah. leads to, what does that lead to? You know, no bail and everything else, things like that. So. And it's scary. It is really scary. I'm visiting, visiting Southern California uh, next week. And I remember when that whole thing went into place where you could shoplift up to $999 and I watched people do it. Like yeah. I was just sort of stunned. It's still going on. It's yeah. still going on. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Let's look at the border, right? Everybody's welcome. No, no humans illegal. You know, eh, yeah, yes. they are. If you're they here are. illegally, you're illegal. Illegal. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then you know, one of my all-time favorites is climate change because if you if you buy everything that they're selling you about climate change, it is leading to catastrophic financial decimation of the West. It yes. really will. It really yeah. Will. And yeah. once upon a time, my, my dad, I don't know if he's watching live, but he gave me a hard time about not caring more about global warming and climate change. <laughs> and I was like, dad, I have one thing I really, really, really care about. And I'm in the healthcare sector and, and I'm very passionate about helping people with cancer. I can't care about everything. And, <laughs> and, and I'm just not, you know, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I never, ever did yeah, actually. Pick your battles. You can't fight everything. Um, Richard, if you could elaborate on your comment before I post it, that would be helpful. Not sure what you mean. I, I love that you're like using shorthand. It's amazing. And, and Richard is someone we know. And, and Well, I think what he's saying, he's saying transfer quit. You can either transfer to another university or you could quit your job. So oh, that's, okay. That's in terms of what censorship means. Oh, in terms of what censorship. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. And wait, hold on. Let's see. Oh, Ethan says not true. There are new DEI programs at work environments are sensitive yeah. people in a very serious way now. Very okay. good point. Very good point. Yeah. Okay. So I think the word, the, the, the term censorship in its purest form, to Richard's point, initially was government, but now it's across the board. So thank you for that lively discussion. Um, all right. You ready for a new segment? Uh-oh, another one. Yes. We had the beauty tips before. When okay, we that were... wasn't a segment. Okay, that was, <laughs> okay. So we have a new segment. Um, you may have heard, especially on Reddit or Twitter, Slash X, um, AMAs, Ask Me Anything. We have changed that up to AUA, Ask Us Anything. And if you want to ask us anything, we will answer live on the air. So you just go to our website, myfavoriteconservative.show, and fill out the comment. And this one today comes from Molly. Now, that was her pseudonym, but she says I can okay. use her real name now. So hello, Joanne. So this is from Joanne on Ask Us Anything. Joanne said, um, let's see. She wanted to let us know that you've created a growing and lively discussion about R versus D. And that's a big R and big D. So I'm assuming, Joanne, you mean Republican versus Democrat. Now involving my D family members on the other side of the country, Maryland and Georgia. Specifically, they want your take on the Heritage Foundation 2025 project. Can you add a few minutes to one of your podcasts to address that? They are convinced if Trump wins, it will be the end of democracy. The threat I hear repeatedly. Joanne, I just want to say, I just heard that threat from my father. Like we got into, <laughs> we got into an, almost an argument about it last weekend and he, and he never uses my real name ever. It's kind of a joke in the family. And he got very, very serious. And he, he said the same thing that if Trump wins, it's the end of democracy forever. So Edward, talk to us a little bit about the Heritage Foundation 2025 project. Yeah. Well, first off, addressing your father's concerns and her, her, uh, her friends, her friends and, and relatives, Donald Trump's already been president. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't end democracy. No, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it did not. So what they are referring to is from the Heritage Foundation. They're a conservative think tank, and they have put together a thing called Project 2025, the Presidential Transition Project, which I think is amazing because when a new administration goes into Washington, you've got thousands of jobs to fill. That's thousands yeah. and thousands. And so the Heritage Foundation has taken this on and they they come out with this four pillars that they that they have worked on. And it's, they start number one is a policy book called Mandate for Leadership. And it outlines a version of conservative success a vision or excuse me, a vision at each federal agency during the next administration. So they're trying to say, here's where we want to go and this is how we're going to get there. So the second is a personnel database, okay, okay, which is kind of the conservative LinkedIn, if you will. And it's going to provide an opportunity for, you know, rock solid conservatives to place themselves in condition roles for the next uh, administration. And, and they'll be able to at least get people from around the country that decide, hey, I want to I want to do something. Do you OK, before you tell us the other two mm -hmm. pillars, do you think this came about when because when Trump came into office, he was brand new to politics. Yeah, in that especially sense. even D.C. In he's D.C. Big in New York. And not, not big um, in DC. but I mean, he was brand new to the fact that you come into this job and you do have to fill all of these oh, positions. thousands and thousands of positions very yeah, quickly. Absolutely. And, do you think that's where this came of about? Of course, yeah, because you're relying on certain people. And if some of those let you down and, and uh, steer you in the wrong direction, it's a it's just a domino effect. Because, okay. you know, these 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 cabinet positions and those every one of those things has, you know, thousands of jobs that have to be filled. And if you don't know what your vision is, if you don't, if you are actually against what president trump was trying to do but you know playing along with him until you could uh little subterfuge in there yeah it's a big problem so, okay so one was a policy book two was a personal database what is the third pillar third is the presidential administration academy i like this and it okay. says this will turn future conservative political appointees into experts into in governmental uh effectiveness and you have to know how each is this area be funded works. by taxpayer dollars? Because I'm not okay with that. No, the Heritage Foundation is a nonprofit. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. And, and what's pillar number four? Well, the fourth is the playbook, and that will take the policy ideas that was expressed in that mandate for leadership from from the first area there, and transform them into an implementation plan for each agency to advocate uh, to the new administration. You know what regulations and executive orders must be signed on day one. What are the you know greatest needs for more political appointees? How can we effectively use the mechanisms of government to face our most challenging problems? So it's it's giving you a roadmap on what we need to do. And I'll tell you what I was actually watching uh, Maria Bartiromo this morning, and she had Trump on, and she actually kind of brought this up. And oh, said, she did. Yeah, okay. she said when you know when you first came in, you relied on a lot of people who led you the wrong way. And he tried to blow it off a little bit, but he's, you Not know, surprised, but... yeah, he didn't want to take full responsibility for it. But he did say, well, you know, I, I now know who's there and I know who to put in positions. And it's like, there's a lot of positions to be filled. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do have a question about this um, from Richard. Uh, Richard says, so you want the government to censor corporations and tell, tell them what they can and cannot require of their employees. Ed, I thought you were a conservative. Uh, no, I didn't. I don't think I said that, did I? That might have been. Well, answer his question. 
Just so clarify it. On Leslie, so you want the government to censor corporations. You can also see it here. Okay. Well, I can read that one. Okay. <laughs> and tell them what they can and cannot require of their employees. Uh, I think a, a corporation should be able to set its own guidelines. I don't think the government should have. But I think the that. government, if I think the government is back to uh, Ethan's point from shit Francisco, Francisco yeah. <laughs> uh, back to Ethan's point, I think the government is interfering with these corporations by saying you have to have these DEI requirements and among many oh, yeah. other things. Oh yeah. They're, they're putting the pressure on them with federal funding, any government yes. contracts, things like that. Oh, a hundred percent against that. Abso okay. Absolutely. All right. So no, no question about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now to our very, very fun segment. <laughs> it's my favorite segment. Uh, it's This Week in Woke. What's uh, yes. going on This Week in Woke? Well, from our friend Christine Park over at Fox News. All right. We'll put you in the show notes, Christine. Headline reads, new diaper spa. <laughs> diaper spa where adults role play as babies shocks tiny New Hampshire town. Now, we, now we're not going to do a deep dive into this. Megan Kelly did, did a lot on this. It was really fascinating. But go ahead and tell people who don't know yeah, what so this is. Up in New Hampshire, which is Vermont's cranky neighbor. Yes. There's such a thing called ABDL, or Adult Baby Diaper Lover. Okay. So, you know, everybody's got a thing, right? It's a diverse community <laughs> with various individuals <laughs> and their unique wants and needs, the owner of the spa said. The spa is a safe and judgment-free zone for visitors to pamper themselves with snacks, playtime, story time, <laughs> nap time, cuddle time. Sounds like a vacation. Changing time, not, not so coloring, much. nursery rhymes, yeah. and sing-alongs. Okay. All right. How do you feel about this? Well, okay. Now, surprisingly, yes, you might think I am 100% against this, but I can think of two reasons that, that, that would be... I, I could understand this. Let's make it very clear for people who don't see his body language that he's he's <laughs> he's teasing. All right. Well, no. So the first reason would be that I actually do need a diaper. Okay, we all come to our point for in, in reasons. lives. For you know, yeah, we get. So to, you're you're okay with the diaper spa if you actually need a diaper? No, possibly need a diaper, or I think it's also a combination. I've gone full Biden. Okay. Meaning, I'm I'm gone. Okay. Mentally, so you're saying, so you're I'm saying that if you mentally lose yourself, I can send you to the diaper spa. Be oh, yeah. Because I'm much younger than you. Yeah, with a blankie and a and a binky and. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you're so, you are so full of it. Okay. You are full of it. I just want somebody to change my diaper. Oh so that's, God! That's I mean, you know, if I needed to, I would because I love you. But come Thank on. You, Thank you. Okay. I, and, but not to make fun of people that actually. Yes, of course not. No. The, this is a proclivity. That is ridiculous. Okay. That's all I have to say. No, no. I want you to say <laughs> what you wrote in your script here. Well, it's time for men to grow the F up. Okay. Oh, my Lord. It's time for men to grow the fuck up. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Take he, responsibility. He lets, he lets me do all the, the yeah. cursing. Stop, pre, stop trying to go back to this. Oh, I'm just a poor baby. I don't. Yeah, come on. Be a man for crying out loud. Okay. <laughs> All right. I am going to throw a little wrench into this um, mm -hmm. and, and then we'll get to the, the awesome comments. Um, so actually, I don't have a problem with this. I, I do think that this particular location is right next to a playground, which may, may or may not be a good thing. 
But I think everybody has, even if you don't want to admit it, everybody has kind of their little kinks, you know, not maybe, maybe not everybody. <laughs> and, but um, there used to be a club in Los Angeles. It's long since gone. And club is really the wrong word because it wasn't like, you know, dancing or anything like that. There used to be a club called Splash in the Miracle Mile District of Los Angeles around um, the LA County Museum of Art. I so, hate to ask what this is. Mid Wilshire. <laughs> it was, it was, it was this place you could go to. Um, where you could rent private rooms and they all had themes and, and you could bring wine and have snacks oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, it was kind of like a couple's getaway right there in the city. And, and they had some really crazy themes and they had like kind of more normal, whatever normal is these days themes. But again, I'm sure that is long since gone, but I think that's an example of people kind of getting their kink on and I don't have a okay, problem with it. My mind went directly to bodily functions so yeah oh no 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 well unless <laughs> okay. that's your thing yeah well, yeah we're not gonna go down that but yeah, yeah no 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 okay. they i don't know why they called it you know i think they called it splash because every room had um a hot tub i okay. think that's the only reason they called it splash yeah every room had a hot tub so that sounds sanitary you know i'm not <laughs> <laughs> went there a few times oh my with a partner at the time <laughs> and it was it was kind of like a getaway from your kids you know it was okay. nice yes okay uh <laughs> i'm laughing all right all right so ethan uh from shit francisco let's see Ethan says my favorite comment from the last episode was when you were describing me as lgbt by the way don't do it again i did not sign a contract with them <laughs> that you stopped to lgbt uh, and then he says, let's see, uh, next time you can stop at LG. Let's not complicate it more than what it is. Well, I am now on a campaign to go with LGBP, as in pretend. Oh. That's ooh. a whole other episode. That's another episode. There is no such thing as a trans man or a trans woman. You Again, are a pretend man, pretend women. End of rant. All right. Okay. So uh, we have a few more comments I want to get to. Uh, but uh, this last one here, Richard, um, so you agree that a corporation should be able to censor its employees? I think a, a, a corporation can have their handbook of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. I think it, it gets tricky if you're a private or a public corporation, though. Yeah, I do. I do. If you're private, I think you you have a lot more leeway to, to censor your employees if you're public. Um, and, and to your prior point, especially if you work with the government or contracts with the government, I think it gets a little trickier. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, so actually, Ethan from uh, from Ship Francisco, um, uh, this is your comment that you actually mailed in or emailed in. You said, please tell Edward that I will be a listener forever after this. Why didn't I think of that before? And I'm so glad we met in person and made me aware of your wonderful podcast. Ethan, oh. I'm so glad we met in person too. You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, and this comment comes from uh, Joanne, who says I can use her real name now, aka previously known as Molly. Dave and I love you too. A modern day James Carvel and Mary Madeline team. Oof. You know, the problem with that is that makes you James Carvel. I know. I've thought about this a lot. The raging <laughs> Cajun. I've thought about this a lot, uh, um, Joanne. And I, I thought, God, does that make me James Carville? And and I am from the South and he's from the South. And 
Um, but that's okay. I don't look like a lizard. He does, but I don't, that's I don't true. think so. That's true. Yes. But I do think, and they're still together. Do I look like Mary Madeline? Yes. Thank you. A lot. Okay. Tons. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that's it for today, right? That's it. Okay. So thank you so much for all of you who joined us live today. We love the interaction and we apologize for the technical difficulties at the top of the show. We think we check everything before we go live, but not always. We do want to let you know this is our last live show for a couple weeks. I'm going to be out of town next week, but we will still have a show that Ooh, we are going yeah. to do for you. Got some doozies. Yes. And um, and then Edward's going to be out of town the week after that. So again, we will have some pre-recorded shows. We just won't be live. So we will be live again in three weeks. If you're on our email list, you will be notified about all shows. Um, otherwise, we are live most Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Rumble, LinkedIn, X and Facebook. And if you are liking our show, remember to please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast available wherever you're listening right now. The podcast does drop the following day, so tomorrow morning. And we are still working on getting our locals community together. We are working on it. It's in process. But again, uh, learn more, follow us. And, and many of you have reached out to us already. So thank you at myfavoriteconservative.show. Anything else? That's it. I'm out. All right. Thanks again, guys. Thanks. My favorite conservative dot show. Bye. Bye.